0: Hi, welcome to Suplex Sticks, a gaming podcast, hosted by David and Seth. Howdy. And Forrest is with us again.
1: Hello. I'm hey. the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> Question mark. Ooh, that's very I, presumptuous of yourself. Yeah. I, uh, I I was gonna try and go for a joke about it. I'm the something that never leaves,
2: but I more positive.
1: <laughs> it's
0: you're did like you? lice. You're I'm like did say,
2: lice. Did you say gift or gif?
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm the You'd, gif that keeps on repeating. You don't look a GIF. gif horse in the mouth.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so okay, the
2: joke would be uh, gif horse.
0: Yeah. Oh. Ew. No. Why do
2: you I pronounce get... it that way? I don't. But that would be. Oh. Never mind. That would be. How yeah. That would that be joke. the
0: joke. All right, we're a little, uh, a little shaken up, Seth made us not made us we wanted to he we listened to the preview to the Toby Fox song that he made for Pokemon which we'll talk about later but um, it got me pretty amped up to the point where I've I've been a little shook since so um, yeah I'm excited to talk about that later but it's very good and I actually I want to segue to another thing that I've been playing that has a ton of really good sound design And is very exciting. And that is Luigi's Mansion 3. Because everything in that game makes an individualized noise. And it's very neat and fun. Because a bottle makes a bottle noise. And like when things hit the ground, which it's happening all the time. Because you're vacuuming and exploding things. And, um, you know, just causing a ton of calamity for... um, all of the ghosts inside this hotel—it's—it's it's interesting. Um, Seth, you are not playing Luigi yet, right?
2: No, I'm not. Yeah,
1: and neither are you, Forrest.
0: So I'm kind of bummed now. You—you—you're—you're you're watching. You watch yes. me play a little bit today,
1: and I can totally agree on the sound design thing. In the score for the game, is very good, very nice. Yeah. I love it already yeah. from the what the 20, 25 minutes I saw. Yeah. You you walked in while I was playing, and then
0: I, I stopped so we, I, we could play some uh, Smash with Terry, and we... But but to talk about Luigi's Mansion, I'm about an hour and a half, two hours in. If you are playing it, that means I just got to where I got my squishy boy Luigi. Yeah. <laughs>
1: he makes floppy sounds when well, he let walks. Let me tell you
0: what, the sound design <laughs> is very good.
1: For better and for worse. For better
0: and for worse. Because the Gooigi sounds
1: are, um... There's something else. Horrific. Gooey? Yes. Oh, so, so gooey. They they slap. Literally. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I hate to describe it, but... Gooigi slaps. (laughs) Gooigi slaps.
0: (laughs) Literally. It's like they took a wet fish and slapped it on the ground to make the noise of his footsteps.
1: Yes. Oh. I I kind of would have liked to have been in the recording studio for that for that session. See in like the planning process process behind. All right. How do we make Gooigi sound how we want? What are we going to use?
0: Yeah, the there's there's a lot of neat uh, comedic effects. Seth, do you remember in Dark Moon what you used to talk to EGAD?
2: Um, I presume it was some sort of defunct Nintendo console, but I don't actually remember.
0: Yeah, I, it is. But the reason I'm asking, because I can't remember, because in this one, um, it is the Virtual Boy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. Everything's uh, red. uh, Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's called the Virtual Boo. (laughs) And there's a really good joke, uh, that Cameron... Cameron kind of told me, hey, there's a really great joke in the game. Um, and I I didn't think it was as great as he did. But it basically EGAD just talking about how the he's so excited that the virtual boo is going to fly off the shelves because everyone's going to love it. And it's like, man, this is a good look <laughs> in the mirror for you, Nintendo, I guess. <laughs> but um, it was pretty funny. Good, really good game. I can't remember if you use the money in the game to buy upgrades or not, but I've got all this money. I don't know what I'm collecting it for. I haven't gotten to where I can spend it on anything. It's just an arbitrary thing
2: that keeps stacking up in the
0: corner of my screen.
2: I looked it up. Um, the device in Dark Moon was called the Dual Scream, and it was a Nintendo oh, it was a DS. DS.
0: Nice. Nice, nice. The Dual Scream i wonder i wonder I like what it. the first one was then i think Dual it was a game boy and the virtual boo <laughs> but yeah also egad's running animation in this game is hilarious i you won't I've get to this. see it for because yeah. you you only run around with him once i think and that's at the beginning. the beginning but he runs and his head must seemingly weigh a megaton because it's just thrown backwards well, and he's staring at the ceiling. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> his brain has to weigh so much because he's so smart. Um, but yeah, Luigi is fun. E. Gadd is there with his little tuft of hair. The ghosts are weird. And it's a fun time. It's definitely Luigi's Mansion, but in a hotel. They But they did not want to call it Luigi's Hotel. So I don't know what they would have subtitled this game. Also, I forgot what it's like to play a game where you like are in a 3D space, but you're aiming. You're having to aim and do multiple stuff at the same time, but like, it's not first person. Yeah, first. Yeah. And so, fun fact, if you are playing this game, use the shoulder buttons because you need to. <laughs> the game doesn't tell you inherently that the shoulder buttons do what you need them to like the, the flashlight and the dark light but they're the f- best way to play the game because the trying to move your the point way you're pointing the poltergust and using the face buttons is literally impossible unless you're like doing yoga with your hands and like stretching in uncomfortable positions so it's they need to better telegraph that you can use the shoulder buttons for multiple things. But other than that, it's a very great game so far. I'm two hours in. I'm loving it. It's beautiful. The sound design is great. And, you know, it's it's one of my favorite Nintendo. It's one of the most Nintendo-feeling games I've played this year. Nice. Because, of course, I mean, it's the most Mario-feeling one. And the Mario buttons are back. So he says, he does the Mario when you want him to and stuff.
1: Oh, nice! Yeah,
0: so Seth, now that we're done Tom up Luigi for now, what uh, what have you been playing?
2: Well, it it has been quite uh quite a while since I have been since since we last recorded. Well, two weeks. It's not that yeah, long. Yeah, well, I'm like <laughs> um, I'm married. Now, yeah, we actually—you <laughs> so did many, the, we you did, somehow didn't bring that up right at the beginning.
0: We, you did the best man game, and you did a great job with your best man speech. Yes, almost made me cry.
2: <laughs> Almost—that's well, the—that's the purpose, isn't it? Yeah. Good so, was uh, in that time, I've played a few things. Um, first and foremost, uh, actually, I will. Talk about the large thing last. Oh, no. okay. Mm. The large first, thing. Um so first I want to talk about um Player I witch? alluded I alluded to this <laughs> in What? Player <laughs> Witch? did you play <laughs> So no, please actually tell me. <laughs> I I almost did the other day and I was like, nah, <laughs> it's November now. Um you can't play but, any of those spooky games. I know. The time has passed. Um so I Alluded to this in our Discord because of some news that came up, but I started to play ukulele, uh-huh. um, and I pretty much immediately knew that this was not the game for me. Unfortunately, I was super. I was kind of sad about it actually. I was rolling around the the first stage and was like, "This just, this just isn't very fun." Um, so it's something that I might. Try again another time, but uh, for now, uh, I'm 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 at a it's it's a no for me, dog on ukulele. Is
0: is it because it's not on the switch? Is it because it's not like? Is it?
2: No, is, is it was it just it's
0: too close to banjo, or
2: no, it's um. I mean, certainly my compass as to what like makes a good type of this game is kind of tuned into what Banjo-Kazooie are, and to a lesser extent Banjo-Tooie and DK64. Um, but this... the It's been written about a lot how this game kind of leans too heavily into the issues that um, plague Tooie and six, and Donkey Kong, which is just like, sort of the scope of the levels. Um, and th- Now, this is only the first level. Uh, I say that f- on... Because on the one hand, it's possible that I it, it would get better and more refined as I go. But on the other hand, the first levels in these games are usually the most streamlined. um, And the ones that sort of teach you what it is you need to be doing. Um, And the first level in this one, it was just kind of... I don't know, it felt kind of meandering. And like the the physical action of doing stuff is not was not as fun to do as it was in uh banjo games. Gotcha. Um so it was just like I don't know. It's something that I could probably power through, but I didn't really like I wasn't feeling it and so I was like, nah, this is this is this ain't happening right now. Um potentially something I go back to down the line just because I am curious. Um but even like from the beginning I I didn't really care much for the character designs. Uh so it's too bad. The music of course was was wonderful of what I heard because it's it's great Kirkhope.
0: Yeah. Nice. He knows how to make um, good music.
2: Yeah. Uh let's see. So uh and I, I I played that because I was sort of in a gap of waiting on the ne- on the next big one to to play and that happened when The Outer Worlds came out and I was like all right, I'm getting into this. Uh, and I have uh, played all the way through it. What? Um, <laughs>
0: Hold on. And you just... haven't told me that you've played this at all? Yeah. You've been yeah, radio I'm su-
2: silent. I'm surprised that I'd never actually let on. Um, I'm pretty sure that I had finished it by when we were going to record, if we had recorded it last time. Actually, I don't what? think so, though. Um, I'm not sure. Uh because it it's i mean it's a I understand that response because like you we've seen the trailers and you know like obsidian the developer who made this is um they were the ones who made fallout New Vegas, and we think of Fallout and they're these giant massive games uh um and while the outer worlds is designed in um, that sort of image. It is, it can, it has nowhere near the scope and scale of those games. Um, it's actually a pretty small game. Really? Um, yeah, you would be surprised. Uh, first off, there, like it, it feels small because, whereas you play Fallout and or Oblivion or something, you know, you get through the tutorial area, and you can kind of from there walk anywhere in the map and do anything um it's not that is there while there are open areas in this one they're all like self-contained and so the first planet that you're on well not the first is the first planet but and it has throughout the game it has three different zones that you can go to um and those aren't connected at all like you have to go on your ship into orbit and then choose a new place to land. Um, gotcha. So it's a bunch of small self-contained areas rather than one gigantic, massive, um, huge planet or whatever. Like or like state. Um, so even I don't. I don't know. I haven't actually looked up like what the comparative size is, um, but just the way that its constructed makes it feel a lot smaller. Um, and and there was but even there was really only one one area that seemed very large um and that was honestly like that was kind of the most tiring planet to be on just because like it 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 just took forever to do stuff because there was um i don't know it's it's hard to describe um because there was something about this game that while it made me want to continue playing. It also, like, didn't really hold my interest. Um, it's And I know those things don't really seem like they would be compatible, um, but I think it has to do with, like, coming off of playing stuff like Apex and Borderlands, which are very f- fast-paced and right. much more designed around shooting. Um, and then you go into this game, which is purposefully a lot more mundane and the the combat is um functional rather than like stylistic yeah yeah yeah, um and so it was hard for me to change like to flip that switch um and especially because it had guns like there you can for some reason there is a possibility of being a melee character in it um but like i don't know why you'd want to i can't imagine it works all that well so when Um, i
0: when i created my class i kind of put maybe too much into the melee i realized after i started because i did start this game i i didn't feel like i played it enough to fully talk about it but yeah i started it and i got to the ship and i like did a little bit of dialogue stuff with the grave guy outside the city and stuff um but yeah, the so you're telling me that the melee is kind of not viable?
2: I don't know. I just uh I didn't spec my character like that. Like from the beginning, I put no focus on my melee stats. Um uh and I was all like all in on long-range weapons. Um just because you when you go through the game, you get companions and they they will do a lot of melee stuff. Um and there are some interesting melee weapons in the game, but like um never seemed like I would want to do that. Like, it's not like we're talking um, this is I don't know, just something about the game it didn't seem like melee would be a viable choice, though I'm sure it is. Uh, like, I, I I can't imagine they would put it in there without it actually the being able to be used in combat. I think the problem also was that I was too often wandering into areas where enemies could kill me immediately, and so I... <laughs> If I had to get up close to them, it would not end well for me ever. um I have not had that problem at all yet <laughs> well, yeah, I mean you'll <laughs> when you get to other planets with other uh leveled enemies uh, generally um the the creatures, the monsters that are native species um they can kind of tear you up, mm. and so I was like, you know. I think I'll just sit back and shoot these guys from afar. It's also easier to get critical hits when you when you can just like aim at the head and shoot um, but again, I'm sure it's possible um but the game so I had sort of that issue where like I would be playing um and because you you are the game is it is focused on like characters and their interactions. Um, like that is the main crux of, of what you're doing, but because you are in these open areas and they're populated with enemies, like the amount that you have to, um, you don't always have to engage them. There is a functional stealth that allows you to, uh, evade the enemies. Um, but, and so maybe it's on me for not choosing to do those (laughs) when I didn't want to fight enemies. Yeah. Um, but it's just the amount of encounters that you have with enemies. Uh, it it kind of, it, at some point I was like, oh, oh my god, just let me, just let me do it. Um, the good thing is, I don't recall, like, how often enemies repopulated areas. I'm sure they did, like, uh, once I qu- shut the game down and booted it back up. But, like, if I went to an area uh, and cleared it out of enemies, um, they wouldn't. I can't. I, I can't remember them coming back in like um, the one sit down of of playing through the game. Um, so it is it is lenient in that sense um, that once you've completed a, a like a named area, right. um, and you if you ever have to go back there, you're not like gonna have to sneak back through these quarters. Which makes sense, like um, especially the way the game is framed where all these different areas you are, are basically disconnected from each other. Um, that, you know, there wouldn't really be a, a whole new band of people that are coming in and doing the same thing. Um,
0: so, so how did you feel about the, cause one thing I've been hearing about this game that makes it worth it is the companions on a level.
2: Yeah. So the companions, uh, I think are probably the best part of the game. Um, they are for the most part really well written and like fully um, full bodied characters like with their own with their own arcs but they also have like convincing backstories and personalities and stuff um, and they're really good and like the one of my favorite parts about them is like you when you are in conversations with NPCs your companions will like chime in every once in a while and no. say stuff uh, that has to do with you know what you're talking about and their perspectives on it, and then the NPCs will like respond in kind based on what they said, um, and so whenever I was going to do like a set of missions that I knew there would be uh, dialogue in, I, it it always made me like think, okay, who who do I want to bring with me, like because like who do I want to hear hear talk, um, and so yeah, that that was really cool. Uh, they also like. You know they they are very useful in combat and, and helping you survive, um, and they also increase your uh, maximum carrying weight, which was which was really good. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah. Uh, I heard this uh, vicar max guy was <laughs> legit. Yeah, he's
2: yeah. um he's interesting. So uh, his whole thing has to do with this. Um, so this is set in the far future, uh, and. There's this religion called scientism. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's it's really it's very hard to explain, um, but it's I don't know. It's it, he's an interesting character. He wasn't my favorite, um, but he he has an interesting character arc, and he was um, he's very standoffish, uh, especially when you get to a certain section of the game, and he and you have to do a lot of interacting with people who have. Um, competing uh, religious and philosophical views with him. And so he was always fun to to keep around when I was in those um those encounters. Uh yeah, the the characters they're they're honestly great. One thing that was weird to me and this is just because of the order that I do things in. In the um the advertisement for the game <coughs> like and I think possibly hmm. on the box art it shows one of your companions, um, and they highlight one of them. I forget what her name is, but it's weird because she was like the very last one that I got, uh, and so it was weird. Like after the fact, going and seeing all the advertisements with this character highlighted that I barely spent any time in the game with, um, which is uh, which is unfortunate because she was she was very good and also uh, very she was a lot stronger than my other ones because of how late I got her and her her armor and weapons scaled up. Um. nice that's always good to hear yeah it's man it's, it's definitely an interesting game so if you don't know anything about it um, the outer worlds it takes place in this like I said it's in the future um, it's in this place called the Halcyon system which is a system of planets around the star called Halcyon that like in the far future after um, humans on earth have discovered like faster than light travel um, and finding and populating other worlds became a feasible thing this group of corporations got together and formed this one conglomerate and purchased the rights to this star system um and then they sent a bunch of people there and like different corporations own different planets and if you live depending on the corporation if you live on those planets you basically are sort of born into a lifetime of working for this this specific corporation Um, and, and it's, it's very, um, how do I put this? So from the beginning of the game, like you are thrust into this, into this situation where, um, you, you go into this town, which is a property of this, this corporation called Spacer's Choice. Um, with such a good
1: tagline. Yeah.
2: Products. It's it's not the best choice. It's Spacer's choice. There's,
1: uh, there's also another one that's um You've tried the best. Now try the rest. Spacer's <laughs> choice.
2: Yeah. Um it's weird. Uh it it has it carries that sort of Fallout vibe of like um like this is in the future but technology doesn't make sense for it to be in the future cuz it has the sort of pulpy um like early early sci-fi. Yeah. Um Art style and like retro future futuristic depictions of technology um, although there is some like legit advanced stuff that that is in there um, but yeah spacious choice is kind of this trash company that everyone makes fun of <laughs> um, except for the people who live there and are property of there um, there's like this one not a storyline but there's this little side part where you um, find out about this guy in the spacious choice sound who committed suicide um and I people just are like did that last night. this guy what he did was tantamount to vandalism like he destroyed company property um and it's like it's it's weird the way they the co- just have this sort of late stage like ultra capitalism environment and and it, they just present it as it is, as a normal thing, uh, and they also use humor to kind of um, couch some of the the more disturbing uh, concepts that would come along with with a world like this. Um, and you enter this situation as an outsider, like a guy who has been in hibernation for seventy years, um, and you came from Earth and never experienced this environment at all, and right. so your and and especially are from our standpoint, the kind of because it's so exaggerated, your kind of natural inclination is to like rail against this and and see well, this is obviously a bad thing, and I'm going to work to um prevent this or or try and dismantle this system um, that's what I'm
1: trying to do right now
2: and so. Like, you come in, when like, when you find this, this town that's like this, you're like, man, I gotta, this is terrible. Uh, all these people's lives must be awful, and I gotta do something about this. Um, but at the same time, you have need of something that the town has, which is this power core to restart your ship, which allows you to actually get into the meat of the game. Um, and so this town is uh, currently, um, this town is, like, it's run down, like, it's going... Um, to it's not going to last much longer, um. Just because its workers are uh, like dwindling, um, you find out that a large portion of the workforce they went off to form their own camp, um, and so you are put in this conflict between uh, the town and these deserters because they also have access to a power core. And so you, the story goes, and you basically have to decide, um, which, which of these are you going to side with, and it gives you that choice. Um, and the first, um, I don't, I don't, I honestly don't want to give too much away, um, but like you meet this companion, the first companion you meet in this town, um, like when you go to make the decision of which to choose, she. Gives you this different perspective of someone who lives there, um, and it, and it's so it's so weird, and and I found it it's happened multiple times in the game, where um, the perspectives these fictional characters in this environment that does not exist, um, like their um, perspectives of living in right. this environment and having been like socialized in this world swayed my point of view um even though like i could like i th- i thought like what i was going against was the sort of this evil of this this um corporate controlled environment and then they were like well uh it's not exactly like that uh and it's and it's weird and it's it it was something that was that was tough. Throughout the whole game because like it's it's constantly presenting these sort of conflicting ideas of what is going on um and and it's all and it all comes from people who have sort of uh who are who grow have grown up in this and don't really have any um outside ideas of what else could be out there um and it's <laughs> when you what a, a cool thing about it is when you finish major storylines you get these little trinkets that show up in your in like the captain's room in your ship um, and like you can examine them and they give you they're little these little not recaps but sort of mementos uh, and little quips about the story and, and the one that you get from this town is like if you choose um, to not help out the deserters it said something like the these people dreamed of a life uh um without um, without corporate influence and you taught them it's better not to dream at all and <laughs> and i read it and i was like oh my god <laughs> yikes especially cuz like the, a cool thing about it also is that when you leave and go to other stuff you can come back or ask the like the ai on your ship um, about the, how the um, situation has changed in those places because of what you did, uh, and like they seem to be getting on on pretty fine. And S- so it basically, has... gives you
0: end game, kind of like you know how at the end of Fire Emblem you got like the yeah. So it gives you that in the middle of the game instead of at the end.
2: Yeah, but That's it also satisfying. like it also has further. Uh, consequences okay. on on what you can do later Cause because of my choice here it I it forced me to make a a, a very different choice later in the game <laughs> uh, <laughs> one that I was not expecting <laughs> and like once I when I got in it I was like oh man this is this is happening right now um, and so that was cool because it was something that like had I chosen differently. Uh, that whole situation would have ended differently. Um, and so that's, it's very cool. Um, like the way the the storylines and the characters are sort of interwoven with each other. And you can definitely tell um, that there are other ways of doing things. And I, I really want to, uh, I'm not going to play through the game to figure it out, because, but I would really like to see some of the other interactions and, and different ways that things turn out. Cause man, there was some, there was a lot of situations where I went into a, into a scenario, uh, like hoping and expecting for a certain outcome. And then the gay was like, Nope, you are not going to get to have your cake and eat it too here. Uh, (laughs) and it, and it made you, it forced you into making decisions that, um, maybe are, are necessary, but are not exactly fun to do. Um, and so it's, it's definitely a uh, a very compelling game, like from a story standpoint. Um, it's unfortunate that like some of that gets bogged down in gameplay, uh, which is is terrible to say um, because like exploring is it's it's fun, um, but there's something about it. I it may be because of like the sort of enclosed nature of the game, um, but it doesn't. I don't know, it doesn't have the sort of majesty like that exploring uh, an Elder Scrolls game for the first time does. Right, Um, right. And I'm sure part of it has to do with, like, the sort of dilapidated nature of everything and how you continually are visiting these places that um, are on the decline and are not exactly the... Best to look at, um, and that, honestly, that was kind of that was the reason that I never got into the Fallout games, just because they didn't appeal to me visually. Um, but this game, like visually, it looks like it has a very intriguing art style, and and the um, some of the the planets look really alien and they're very cool. Um, and so that was a weird like sort of contrast of. Cool to look at and cool design, but at the same time, like not cool to look at and not, it it didn't engage me so much, which is, it was, a an unfortunate, uh, it had an unfortunate effect on me in keeping my interest in the, um, less interesting stuff of the game.
0: So, so how long was this game?
2: Um... I don't know. I think I haven't looked at my actual play time, but I think it's like maybe a late, a uh, uh, late 20, like 30 hour game. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> not that big. Not um, yeah. Especially if you don't do a lot of the side quests, like I did a bunch of them. Um, some of them were less, ha- had less uh, compelling endings um, like I, I was like, there was one of the companion side quests, like my roommate was sitting in there, sitting in the room watching, uh, and I got to the end of it and I was like, oh, I don't like how that ended. Uh, I don't think that was, uh, that was right. Like, because it ended with me killing someone and I did not want to kill them. And so I reloaded the game and because I thought, okay, if I don't, get into a gunfight with this guy, the storyline will continue. And then I went and talked to him again um, after reloading, And but the, the quest just does kind of end there. Like, there's no continuation of what happens. And I was hmm. like, well, that's not satisfying at all. Um, so, they... It's hit or miss with the stories. Mostly, they are good, and some of them are very good. Um, others are not, like... You can tell that there's a certain amount of, like, care put into some of these stories that there isn't in others, Mm, Um, which is, I guess, it's, you know, that's probably going to happen with with any game, especially with uh, a large number of side quests and a bunch of different voice characters. Um, Like, it's not, you know, it's not always going to be, because the ones, the side quests, like the previously mentioned side quests, which I did not like the ending, the companion also didn't really have a lot of depth to his character that i found um hmm. so it's not you know the companions are the best part they're not it's not always it's kind of hit or miss um but most of them it's it's more good than it is mediocrity um but yeah it was it was a really good game uh one of the things that irked me is it pulled a um the the God of War move where you can you go into the big world map and there are a bunch of planets that you never actually end up going to. Oh, um, gotcha!
0: Like the yeah,
2: like uh, it's I don't know. I I kept expecting to be able to go to those, but then you don't. And I was like, well, are they just on the map for uh, continuity with the rest of the story? Uh, especially because there's a lot of. Um, stuff on the periphery that talks about stuff that happens on these other planets, and you never get to go there. Uh, and so that was sort of a bummer. Also weird thing about this game is the cursor on the map moves so slow. Uh, like, you have to... So you have to go to the map screen and move to the different fast travel points um, to transport between them, or uh, you have to go to the the larger galaxy map and choose... Which planet you're going to go to. And it just takes forever to move the cursor. For no reason. Like, I don't understand. There, and there was no option to speed up the, the cursor movement. It was... It was weird. Ooh, that um,
0: doesn't sound... Hmm. It's,
2: yeah. It was just this one thing that I didn't... That every time I had to deal with it, I was like, God, why is this like this? Um, yeah. Uh, okay, but... So that was that was probably uh, that was honestly probably my biggest gripe with the game uh, was just the annoying map, um, but it it's it's a very good game. Um, it's certainly short. Uh, the and it really ramps up at the end to get to the conclusion of the game. Um, there are some hanging plot threads that I don't know if they have plans for DLC or if they're seeding a, uh, a future sequel. Um, but I'm certainly interested in the, the world that they have created and, and would be game to go back for more, uh, if they have more to give me, um, especially cause there was a bunch of like, and on this one planet, there were a bunch of like locked doors that you couldn't get into. Um, and I don't know if those were just quests that I never found or paths that I didn't go down. Uh, I'm sure it's probably the latter. Um, yeah, they, they crafted a very intriguing world and one that I would like to see more of and like to see how stuff turned out um, after Sweet. the game ended. Um, very strange thing about this game. Um, so you get to the, the final area and you get the warning signs like you are not going to be able to go back. This, it's, it's a classic point of no return in an RPG. Um, but there does not seem to be any way to return at all unless you create like a prior save point because I hmm. beat the game and got through the credits and then reloaded the game and I was right back before like where, wherever my last autosave was. Um, and so there's, it, it's not like in, um, like a Bethesda game that once you complete This quest line, like you can go and do other stuff. Like you literally, um, unless you keep a lot of saves, or you want to go back through a bunch of autosaves. I don't even know how many autosaves it 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 keeps. Um, But once you once you're in that final area, there's no getting out. And that so that was one thing that I thought was weird, (laughs) and something to be aware of um, for when you are potentially playing the game and in that area
0: man you that was meaty. Did, that was meaty.
2: <laughs> I did not expect that,
0: but that's good,
2: yeah, and then i uh i i started to earlier today playing outer wilds just because i was uh uh because I tried honestly just that game. just because of the name uh and that's a pretty interesting game too uh but I'm not. I'm not uh, far enough at all into it to talk about what it's about. I'm, I'm interested to
0: see if you like it because I I could not do it. I tried so hard, man. Yeah, I've heard very good things. Marion watched me try to play it for like two hours, and I just mm. finally was like, you know what, this isn't for me. Did I you? I was get... like, so one last thing.
2: I like. Uh, you liked what?
0: I I mean I I liked the look of it, but I, and
1: I liked the vibe. <laughs> but I did you get to the. To, I'm not going to spoil it, but like the gameplay thing that happens. Yeah, the yeah.
0: Loop. No, I got that. Oh, I yeah. just I couldn't. I couldn't. uh Man, I don't know. There's a. I don't. It's a lot of, a lot of memorizing things that I know that I'm I'm gonna have to overcome for Return of the Oberdin when I play it. Yeah, and yeah. I've I'm already so prepared to like keep a journal for that.
2: But it is. It's like a a full game based on the um. What was in in Majora's Mask the, uh, like the, the little, the group of kids that you go do stuff for based on the different, the different days, uh, I forget, um, shoot, but it's basically that, like, but into an entire game because it has a, a repeating, a repeating clock and there's certain things you can only do at certain times, um, but okay, so one last thing about Outer Worlds, (laughs) the Obsidian game, um. So we talked about before the we were we, That's before we started kids. recording. Um, we t- we were talking about it, and I forget which one of you said it, but said something about like you don't know how it's gonna run on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, I was saying like it's not a technically impressive. Yeah, so thing. this is
2: like when I was playing it, there was nothing about it that made me think that it couldn't run on Switch perfectly. Yeah, like um, like be it graphical fidelity or like the scope and size of the world. Um, especially because it's a lot smaller than you think it would be, uh, and it's not like, we're not talking about, like, I was, I was about to compare it to The Witcher, but The Witcher is on Switch, too. Um, the, the graphics are not, like, this this out-of-this-world thing, um, that couldn't be processed on, on the, the Switch system. Like, certainly it's gonna have some downgrades, but there's nothing about the game that I don't, that makes me think it couldn't run on Switch.
1: All right. I I remember um when I was downloading the game I was actually astonished by how small of a download size like the file size was for the game. Uh like so Yeah.
2: It was only like it like was like 22
1: a, gigs or something yeah, like that. Somewhere around there. I was just like wow, I that's literally going to be done by the time I get home tonight and then I can play. So like that small file size just adds even more fuel to the to the fire for like eight, it will most likely be able to run on Switch perfectly yeah. fine so I look forward to that
2: yeah it's a good game I definitely recommend it
1: I enjoy what I've played in it so far
0: alright uh, Forrest
1: what, uh, what did you play? I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Outer Wilds mostly more on the Modern Warfare side of things I have not gotten past you played that. it for like four hours today yes you, I, I saw it on Discord. I, yeah, I was switching back and forth with um my brother Caden. Um, him and I were because uh he wanted I wanted to have him to try the game before he bought it because he's interested in it. But I just wanted to make sure he got uh, hands on impressions with it. Um, I like it a lot gameplay wise. I it's exactly what I've wanted from Call of Duty. Uh, it's it's a return to form I would say, and and then some. Um, it. If you don't like the direction that Call of Duty has been going in since, I would probably say, Black Ops 2 or, like, Ghosts, then this is probably the game for you to jump back in on. It, The multiplayer progression, there's no loot boxes or anything. It is all level-based experience. You get kills, you level up, you unlock things through this leveling up, and it it, it is literally just all the systems um, and progression systems from the original Modern Warfare games, and, like, that era that we all loved and also possibly hated at the same time so much, um, and it just, it works well, and there's, like, little gameplay quality of life things that they've thrown in that, um, like, you can mount yourself on a wall so you peek around the corner, which I like, um, there's like some, you can do like a, what's called like a tactical sprint, I think. So you double click on the sprint button and you like, you raise your gun up. So like, you can't aim as fast with it yeah, getting so out of like the sprint. Like putting you, your gun away in Apex. Yes. Gotcha. So it gets you to move faster for a little bit. um You can, you can change your loadouts in the middle of a match now. So if you, ooh, sorry. um If you want to switch up the attachments on your gun, like, after, let's say, about halfway through a match, you totally can. Or you can switch up your gun entirely, or your perks, or your, like, lethal and tactical grenades, like, all that stuff. Mm. Yeah. So um, customization is a big thing this time around. Um, they put a lot of work into it. Um, your, your gun has its own level as well, and you're unlocking things pretty much every match for it consistently, even with the guns that I've gotten up to. With, like the highest one i have right now i think is like my m4 which is at like level 20 and i think like maybe 50 or 60 is the level cap for these guns so like there's a lot to go but i'm still unlocking at least one new thing every level for my guns so there's a lot of there's a lot of gameplay incentive to continue playing like just w- just one more match um and it, and it all feels really good too um Uh, I was talking with my friend today, just noticing how there are a lot of little things from Battlefield that are being borrowed, too, for this. Um, It's the the gameplay is it a it's at like a pace in between what typical Call of Duty is and what Battlefield is. So it's it's still solid. It it's tight, but it is not as fast paced. I would say is previous Call of Duties have been ever since Modern Warfare two, um, and then map design is really weird. I've been hearing that the maps are god awful. I don't think that they're god awful. I I I have not heard they're they're so weird. Like I don't I don't love any map so far. I but I don't hate any map either. It they, the environments are, there's a lot of corners everywhere and I'm like, I, 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 I have a hard time explaining like how it is, but there are just like, there are so many sight lines that you have to keep track of right. if you're running from like building to building or something like that or else you're going to get shot and killed and then you got to respawn, whatever. Um. But map design is so weird. They're, none of it is symmetrical or like mirrored. Like right. let's say how like in a Halo map it would be back in the old days or like some of the older Call of Duty maps even. Um, it, It's all just very weird. I, I will say I really do not like the bridge map. I can't remember exactly what it's called because all the maps have really weird names that I just can't... <laughs> I can't remember yet. I've heard the bridge, though I
0: know which one you're talking about. Though. Yeah.
1: Bridge, no good. Don't like it. <laughs> um, But yeah, Gut, uh, gameplay, solid. If if you enjoyed playing the old Modern Warfares, you'll really enjoy this game, I think, still. Um, There's cross-play, so if your friends are on different systems than you, that is literally no problem. That is, I've heard that that works pretty flawlessly, yes. so that's good. Uh, I actually... My, my friend up in Wisconsin bought me the game, and he's playing on PC this whole time. And we play together like we're still playing on Xbox, you know, back in the old yeah. days. Um, you have to use, like,
0: Discord or something for party chat or something, right?
1: Nope. No, uh, if you're using PC, you can use, like, the, like the Xbox app oh, yeah, for yeah, party yeah. chat. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, if you want to use outside services like Discord or something, you can, too. Just wouldn't be connected through your, your console uh, if you're using an Xbox or PS4. Um, but yeah. Uh, campaign, I, I like it so far. I have not gotten to um, the controversy that you and I talked about the other day. Oh, uh, yeah, where about they. The glorification of. Where they take America uh, and,
0: American war crimes and, and make them Russian, Russian war crimes? Yeah. yeah.
1: I have not gotten to that part yet, but. I, Every new cutscene in the story, I'm like, oh gosh, is this it? Is this where I'm going to go? Okay, that really is garbage. Like, that is uh, a
0: trash thing to do. I've heard that this legitimately, (laughs) Seth, I don't know how much you've heard about this Call of Duty, uh, but essentially, this is like a law and order kind of like a Call of Duty where they take stuff from the headlines. So, like, there's like a Benghazi level, and like, there's Mm. like. The Highway of Death level, which is an American war crime that we committed and is painted to be Russian. And there's, like, just, like, they just take a bunch of stuff from the real world and frame it uh, in a more positive American light, which is a move. It is a (laughs) move. It is a (laughs) definitive move. Not a... uh, Not positively. Don't, uh, don't, yeah, we don't need to go... Too, but it's not yeah. great. it's not great. Not a good look.
1: No. It's not a good look. But the gameplay of the game is so solid. Um that's all I really have though on it. And I played Outer Worlds. Haven't gotten past uh Haven't the First World yet. Yeah. yeah, no, I <laughs> 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 listen, Seth has covered everything I could hope to have talked about for that game. Yeah, thanks, Seth.
0: <laughs> I, you you basically you're s- I, I,
1: I will say I like the dark humor in the game. That's it. That's all I got to say. It's it's (laughs) certainly
2: dark. So,
1: um, I think that's all I got. And yeah, we, we played Terry.
0: Yeah, we, we played as Terry. Should we get that? We're like an hour deep in this
2: podcast. Mm. No, we'll, uh, let's, let's keep that for when we actually talk about the news.
0: All right. Gotcha. So we'll, uh. Give us a minute to collect ourselves and we'll be right back after the break. And we're back. Thanks for being patient with us. Um, If you want to hear what we are talking about um, during the break and, you know, listen to us awkwardly stretch and figure things out. You can join our discord and our Patreon and listen to us record the podcast live. We are going to start figuring out, we tried to do it this week um, where we, you know, record the episode live on there and you guys can join the channel and listen to us and interact with us while we record the show And it it went fairly smoothly until my Mac decided to be a jerk. So it wasn't the processes problem. It was the equipment. So we're working on that. And that will be up and running here in the next couple weeks for sure. There will be like a week or two of it being free. And then it'll be part of a Patreon deal, which you can support us at Suplex of Sticks on any social media because support is not always monetary. It's also just listening and Sharing with your friends, Um, and if you want to support us monetarily, we appreciate it. And all of the proceeds go directly back into the podcast, whether it be mics or hosting for the website and everything. And you know, because we don't do ads unless it's for ourselves or um, you know whatever games we play. If you want to count those as ads, but we're not paid for them, so
2: I don't think that technically counts
0: we we don't even get codes so maybe We've one never day. never
2: really asked so
0: yeah yeah m- maybe one day who knows <laughs> um but let's let's talk about the news because there's there's some fun news that that came out this past week uh, and and a big piece of news that came out today which we mentioned earlier with um terry dropping today in smash terry bradshaw He's yeah in Smash now using the hat to cover up his bald spot. Um, no, it's Terry Bogard. Okay. I just I don't who <laughs> I I don't I barely know who this guy is. Even though Sakurai decided to give us a forty-five minute history lesson. Yeah,
2: how can um, you not know who he is anymore?
0: So I didn't listen
1: to the first 15 minutes cuz I was driving to work. That was so indeed the history lesson. That was the history lesson of both the Neo Geo console from the 90s and of Terry Bogart and the King of Fighters in Fatal Fury series. Yeah, which uh, I've jazz. I've played none of those.
2: It was pretty it was a interesting um it was interesting stream uh it's funny because yes like the past couple of days since they announced when when the reveal was going to be people were like freaking out because they announced it could be 45 minutes long and the other ones had only been like 20 minutes and so yeah. everyone everyone was speculating well what else is going to be in this and it turns out it's nothing else it was just him it was a history lesson and waxing <laughs> poetic for 45 <laughs> minutes about his love of uh neo geo and and fatal fury and all that stuff and then Playing through an an entire run of the classic mode with Terry, yes. which was
1: bizarre. He, that was bizarre. Sakurai is. Can we consider him a let's player now? <laughs> I mean,
0: after <laughs> after that video where, like, bless he, that
1: man, just, all the work he does. Yeah, it's it's insane. He and he went he went so in depth with every part of Terry's moveset. You can like animation cancel and. Uh, like some of his attacks and like so much stuff, and there's so you many get invincible
0: frames if you do the move set. You like, know, like this is part of it, is and deep. this is maybe where I get on a weird Smash Bros. soapbox here. Um, I am frustrated, kind of, at this 45 minute long whatever this was because I feel like this is Sakurai trying to legitimize his fighting game to fighting game fans on a level, and I. Feel like Ryu and Terry's inclusion is our steps to that. As much I as I like Ryu, I,
2: I disagree. I think it's it's more just that Sakurai probably, especially with the amount that I talked about this, you could tell that he probably played a lot of uh, fighting games in arcades back when that was popular. Yeah. Um, and Ryu, a lot of it is is Smash has is like a sort of a history museum for gaming as a whole. Uh, Ryu. And can make perfect sense in them. And, and it made sense to represent them as fighting games. And I think uh, Terry is just... Uh, it's, it's more of that, but also something that... Uh, like, it's, it's a historic franchise, for sure. Though maybe not as popular here. But also, I think he was just a big fan of it. And so that is why he wanted to uh, present him in such a way. Because, like, I mean, you look at it, there's only, what, three fighting game characters... Um, Yeah, Fire Emblem still holds the most.
1: Yeah, but those aren't fighting games. No, but it is a like just looking at the like I don't want to say genres. Oh yeah, like survival
0: RP. Like yeah. Okay, so yeah, there's only three fighting game characters, but
2: and one of them is an Echo Fighter.
0: Yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, he's
1: he's the original Echo Fighter. It's true. true, So which makes sense for him to be here, (laughs) in my opinion.
2: Um, Terry's pretty fun to play as. He's also kind of weird. So complex. Um, it's strange.
0: I felt like I was. How does your back be move you forward? Yeah, I don't like uh, that. It's weird. It's
2: interesting. He's got. He's like the first character ever. He's got two side specials. Um, Depending, it's really on your weird input for it. it yeah, I don't mean that. Uh, as like well, a bad I, I think it's no. It just depends on like which way you're facing. Yeah. Um, so the one that's facing the enemy oh. will be one, and the one facing away from the enemy uh which is cool uh like i you had to, there was you always knew there was going to be some kind of gimmick cuz they're all with all, are with all the dlc fighters and also he's got a cool thing where he goes above 100% damage he unlocks two like super moves that are like uh they're real strong um i remember i was playing online. i think i killed somebody with one of them who then they were at like 65% mm. um they're they're real good and they have a lot of range Uh, unfortunately he suffers the same problem that, uh, Little Mac and Ken and Ryu have that once you get too far off the stage, you're basically dead. Uh, his, his recovery is real bad. His, his straight up
1: recovery is pretty trash. This is going to be like a Ryu and Ken situation for sure, where you have to utilize both your side, your side B and your up B to its fullest extent for proper recovery, which sometimes won't be possible. But it's yep. a
0: good thing Sakurai put in this stage where the walls <laughs> don't need to do are Like you yeah, you don't yeah. need to do recoveries, which is fine. It's fine. It's, I'm not it's, trying to do this. It's rail an interesting stage this. too. It's uh, it is interesting.
2: You it's it's like Shadow Moses Island, but better. Uh Shadow yeah, Moses okay. Island yeah. is also terrible. Like I yeah, went that on, map is awful. I went on with, with Terry uh online and that was like the first map, and like there's nothing Ooh. you can do. Especially when you play with a mode where the the sidewalls can't be destroyed. Yeah. Um, so the the King of Fighters map has like these invisible walls that you uh, that so if when it seems like he would go flying, you instead bounce off the walls, and you have to be above a certain percentage to break through and actually KO them.
0: Which is it's a, interesting. It's a
2: unique concept for sure. I like it. I like it as a one-off, certainly. Yeah. I I just I
0: don't know. I I don't I don't I didn't like playing as him too much I think that it I think the the mechanic it's funny I saw someone on Twitter I don't know if it was Stealth or someone where um, basically Terry's mechanic is the what would have been Goku's mechanic where oh, when yeah. he has so much damage he is he has different moves and like that would have been what probably would would have happened with Goku is if you know he's above like 75 he's he goes Super he, he goes Super Saiyan or something but I don't know that.
2: Yeah, he's a he's a interesting character. I I wonder how the pros will do with him. Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly they're always in a different level because they play at a different speed than us. But yeah. he's a we, he's kind of a weird character. Like he doesn't immediately give you the uh, overpowered idea that like when Joker came out, and and still he was like the strong, He he had the strong, not the strongest, but like. He had the most utility out of anyone in the game, yeah. Um, and I think they they tone it down a little bit. Of course, Hero had the insane RNG and ability to deal damage with with different hits. Um, Banjo, I I think with with Banjo and 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 Terry, they they have gone off the path of DLC characters being overpowered and more fitting in along the middle of the pack.
0: So what do you think is the next one, and when oh. do you think we'll know about it?
2: I have no idea. I think uh, the reveal probably we're looking at Game Awards. Yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah. I, I don't know, though, because like that seems like a f- – do they, do they do that at the beginning of December?
1: Yeah, I think so. Okay, first, yeah. First so then two weeks. that's That's probably yeah. it. We could get I'm, an announcement then and then get – the new fighter in January? Are we no, yeah. on it? February. They, they said, said it's run. going to February. Gotcha.
2: Yeah. So uh, I think we'll probably see it, and in... I could I could even see them showing off the uh, next fighter and at the Game Awards too.
0: Uh, December twelfth.
2: Sure, I'm sure we'll have a um, Nintendo Direct in there at some point as well. Probably. But I think yeah. the Game Awards is when we will. See It's
0: when we found out about Joker.
2: Yep. Oh, yeah. Man. And, and it'll certainly uh, involve Reggie somehow, probably.
0: Love that guy. Uh, if it is Reggie, that'd be great.
2: <laughs> wow. That would be good. That would be amazing, actually.
0: I want that. Now I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> because I know I'm not getting <laughs> Sora. I know I'm not going to get Isaac. And I know I'm not getting Dante. <laughs> so give me Reggie. <laughs> And I don't even (laughs) have never played Super Mario RPG, but for at this point, I'm cheering for anyone that wants this Geno guy, dude. So,
2: you got to play Super Mario RPG. I know, I know, I know. It's so good. Hopefully, they'll put it on the virtual or that's not the virtual console. What's it called? Uh, SNES Online, whatever it is. It may as
1: well be the virtual console, the virtual console. We'll call it that. I like that branding better.
0: So, so let's now that we've talked about Smash, um. Talk about Sakurai, Tom, for forty-five minutes about this character, Um, who who does have a glorious ponytail. Um, Also, he strikes cool poses. He does strike cool poses. Yep. Um, It's got blue jeans. I do. Like quick note: it seems like SNK just threw and Neo Geo threw every character in every video game. They had no regard for isolating franchises. Yeah. Which is kind of uh, endearing in a way but like <laughs> you look at the resume of games this guy has been in and it's like okay this is none of these are the same they're just a bunch of different
1: games it's a bunch of really weird totally separate and different fighting games and other stuff too it there's a lot going on enough that he has 50 songs yes so included with his included in smash compared to what clouds 2 oh boy yeah we don't we don't need to go down that road
0: no cuz then I'll get mad square, and I don't want to be mad at square. Don't want to be in that mindset today. right now. Um, let's be kind of frustrated at uh, Blizzard because you know that's fine. Um, so Diablo Four got announced, and so did Overwatch Two. Both of them with beautiful trailers, and um, at least the Overwatch Two one, Seth. I know you didn't see the trailer. The Overwatch Two trailer was very.
2: I did watch uh, the Overwatch 2 trailer.
0: It was very emotional. Like it, it,
1: it definitely tugged at the heartstrings. I teared up a few times.
0: But then,
1: really? yeah, I'm an emotional person. It, though,
0: so. uh, I mean, the whole like, you know, maybe like it's they did a real good job like telegraphing like, oh, we're like the last ones left, and, yeah, you know, we really need help, and when everyone started showing up like in the like a, an Avengers style moment, it was kind of cool.
2: Yeah, it was cool also fun thing about that if you watch like from the halfway point on literally all the voice lines are just like the little quips they have in game
0: yeah 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 so um there we we also learned that neither of these games are coming out in any sort of (laughs) soon time frame probably like 2021 2022 um
1: Diablo 4 is looking real good though already I and mean, I don't even like Diablo.
0: So Diablo 4 also according to people and um, previews and stuff and I'm really nervous about it because it's going to it's moving to a Destiny style of gameplay where there's going to be open oh, areas, open areas where multiple like wow. there's going to be like public events and stuff. Wow. And then when you go into dungeons it's going to be isolated. Yeah, I didn't know that okay. until I started reading and listening to people talk about stuff. But there's going to be like open world bosses where the camera zooms out like crazy. I don't know. It doesn't uh, – I'll have to see when it comes out, which I won't know for another like three years. Yep. So it's fine. <laughs> at least <laughs> they got, said it's coming out on console Yeah, that's at good. launch. So um they we, said Xbox One and PS4, and I'm like, okay – so within the next three hundred
2: sixty-five days. So no, it's not coming no out way. for
0: that. Yeah, you're just saying that. That's cause just a you... placeholder. Yeah.
2: Which which comes out first, uh, Diablo Four or Elder Scrolls Six?
0: Diablo Four. Diablo Four. I, I would I would definitely say that. Um, we won't see Elder Scrolls Six. Um, I don't even think we'll see because we're not going to see Elder Scrolls Six until well after we see Starfield or whatever that is,
1: and that probably yeah, won't be true. until
0: at least. Twenty twenty three. Yeah, twenty twenty two. I I put twenty twenty two for that. Um
2: for Starfield?
0: Yeah. Maybe twenty twenty one.
2: But mm, yeah, we'll right. see.
0: So Overwatch two, strangely enough, like they're adding a story mode even though it doesn't really need one. Um Overwatch is fine enough without a story mode. But
2: people have been clamoring for mm. more for story stuff from Overwatch forever. Yeah. so the
0: problem is that's great and all but from what they've shown and what the gameplay was at this event at BlizzCon I say this event like it's some random no, it's event at some, BlizzCon yeah. um, it's just the PvE stuff we've already been getting Yeah, but as Shame. story which I don't know why we have to wait till 2021 for that <laughs> but well, whatever there might be more
2: yeah, I I've, can't imagine I've, like that's all it would be because if that's what they were going to do, they could just like release the, a pack of story missions. <laughs> I'm sure like that's what they had to show because it's like the closest approximation right now to what they want it to be. Um, yeah, uh, it's I don't know. It's weird though because like it's, it's just going to be the same Overwatch Because it's going to be all the same characters. Like, all the new characters are also coming to Overwatch 1, the new maps and stuff, and the game modes outside of the story stuff. So it's basically going to be, like, just a $60 story expansion.
0: Yeah, if it's $60, which it probably will. that's true. Um, But, yeah, that's the other weird thing, is that, you know, we have this Overwatch 2, but it's not really a 2, because 1 is still going to be a viable product. So... You don't have to buy two unless you want the story mode. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting and a uh, weird way to sell things to people yeah. because there's no incentive to really buy Overwatch 2 if you don't care about a campaign. So,
2: all right. And that's why they got those sweet loot boxes.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: The sweet loot boxes. Do not get me started.
0: So, um, also, for some reason, they cannot be bothered to add a black female character until Overwatch 2 is launched. Yes, but um, there are
2: story of... reasons, apparently. Yeah, mm.
0: well, I what? I, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'm <laughs> and they sure, will
2: make total sense.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there will be a great story reason as to why we Ooh. can... Have representation of almost every other kind except for a black female in this video game.
1: What's next in the chambers,
0: David? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just i i don't. It's uh, we. Uh, it wasn't no, on. Totally it wasn't it. on this podcast, but it was on back when we did a, the Bloke Cast. Oh, um, throwback! Throwback to uh, The bar. when when I got real mad at. The fact that Ubisoft said they couldn't animate females. Oh yeah. Um which I don't know if you remember Assassin's that. Creed yes. Yeah. Oh okay. I'm remembering. So this. I mean uh, Ooh. I just huh. Okay, we don't need to go fully down that was a really. rough
2: time for Ubisoft. Happy yeah. days.
0: Ubisoft <laughs> has grown. They, they've had character development. They've had character development. <laughs> They've realized their mistakes. I don't dread seeing them in the news. They've articles. delayed their games yes. because they know they need work. <laughs> so good, which for is
2: weird because every game they release is the same game. So you think it shouldn't be that hard? I, to... I
0: think I think part of the statement and delaying the game, Seth, is they realize that. <laughs>
2: they, <laughs> I hope so. They realize that they maybe, literally make one game.
0: They realize that maybe that's they, not working. And re-skin
1: it a few yeah. couple times a year. So hey.
0: You know, it's fun. I'll still it's... line up
2: for that Watch Dogs three, though. Oh yeah, totally. baby!
1: I'm excited. Grandma for that.
0: Hacker, I'm in. Yeah. So, <laughs> man, so real quick aside, this is not in the schedule, but what do you say? What do you think if, uh, do you think that Watch Dogs three will have a protagonist? Because that is too ambitious of a system by the time it comes out.
2: I don't know. See that that was honestly my thought when they said they were announcing it. Like, I wonder. Uh, I I kind of hoped that they would. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I I I think there that too much of the game exists on the idea that it can be anyone. So I don't think there will be a main protagonist. But when they announced they were delaying it, like that was my first thought. I was like, mm, I wonder if they're going to actually make it so there's a character in this game.
1: So I think I think there isn't going to be a main player character, but I there could be the possibility of a protagonist that is a non player character, but like they lead everything gotcha. maybe in like I don't know. Ah, like, a, like like Lilith. Yes. Yes. Ugh. Like it's kind of yeah. like they lead the story, but that, they... that way of storytelling works. <laughs> <laughs> Borderlands three. Listen, I'm not saying it's the best idea, but yeah. it's an idea. So
0: <laughs> um uh, real quick news blurb, uh, Platonic is not working on banjo a new Banjo-Kazooie. Um, even. That's what they're saying, but yep. who knows?
2: There's apparently a rumor that they were going to get bought by Microsoft, and it doesn't appear that that's happening, yeah. which uh, probably for the best.
0: Yeah, probably for the best. Um, I don't want to talk too much about Pokemon leaks because Nintendo is taking down everything that has to do with that. So we won't talk about leaks, but we'll talk about the fact that today on their Twitter, they announced that you can take your Pokemon out of the box in the wild, which means you can hot swap your Pokemon party, That's which mean. is dope. I'm so ready for that. I don't know how Seth feels about it.
2: I think it's great. But uh, I'm ready. I, all the quality of life stuff that they've been showing off to to make the game just more streamlined, I think it's all really cool. Yeah. Um, like they also showed off stuff like you can use items to... Uh, change your Pokemon's nature. Um, nice and, what? and yeah, Dang. you can you can you the you can rename your Pokemon from any uh, any Pokemon Center. Um, oh, you don't have to yes. go to like one specific guy. There's you can also do the the move relearner also exists in every Pokemon Center. So oh my, oh my gosh. gosh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think it's gonna be that's like crazy. A, it's so great that they they're taking this stuff which was just nonsensically it it took way too much effort to do stuff that should be easy and they have they've realized that and they're changing some all um, of these people are
0: complaining I, about the decks, and they're not looking at the gold that is being put <laughs> in front of
1: them
2: i don't think that we can't <laughs> not talk about the leaks because it was a big deal like we're not going to reveal anything uh yeah but it's like a we can talk thing about how happen. the starter evolutions are trash um well see that actually i think would be going too far into <laughs> into the leaks, talking about. But like last week, someone has either a build of the game or someone definitely has the guidebook. And yeah, someone definitely has the guide. Uh, releasing images, uh, they've been and caught. they hit they hit the internet by swarm by storm, uh, and they just immediately got everywhere and did not stop for like four days, uh, and then. It was incredibly difficult to not see them. I had well, spoilers. I have just succeeded. people. I don't <laughs> like. I don't get people who just put spoilers in the thumbnails of their videos on YouTube. Like, Dude, you just open. I opened YouTube and I was spoiled on multiple things that I did not want to be spoiled on. That's
0: my life right now. For some reason, and it's because I watch Galaxy's Edge videos and stuff. Yeah, but like, there's apparently. Some stills out there from Star Wars that are legit. Now I don't know if the ones I have seen because of YouTube are legit or not, but yeah, I'm. YouTube is wild right now. It is the, the wild algorithm west. is against you. It is not your friend. <laughs> no, yeah. not one bit.
2: It was um, it was really annoying. Um, I didn't also on also ones, on, on Twitter stuff was popping up. And it was oh just, yeah, Twitter
0: it, for me was popping,
2: and like people that I'm not even following are being recommended into my Twitter feed, and they're just like Pokemon spoilers, and I'm like, Get,
0: what That's the, the heck, Twitter? The
2: stupid Twitter algorithm. Get out of here! I don't want to see this stuff.
0: What your friends uh, like ends up in
2: your feed for some reason. It was, it was an insane time. It was a dangerous time to be on the internet, if you don't want to see the new stuff. Like I saw enough that I like that made me excited to actually find out the stuff when it when it comes out. But like I definitely saw more than I wanted to. Um and the uh today, uh Nintendo finally started cracking down. Um there were mul- I think there are multiple YouTubers who got like copyright strikes and DMCAs. Uh pretty much all the videos you can't really find on YouTube anymore, which is good. Uh, uh I'm sure they're gone off Twitter even like different discord servers that were discussing the leaks are being shut down like entire servers even if they just had one channel talking about the leaks are getting shut down so nintendo is uh though they they did not prevent it from happening they're definitely uh they've they've come in at, with swift action to stem the tide
0: next friday baby let's yeah. let's do a quick conversation about that because your boy is uh Going to the local midnight to get his Pokemon, but also he's going to the local 9 p.m. to get his Star Wars because they can give away Star Wars at 9 p.m., but huh. they cannot give away Pokemon until midnight. So I'm that's going weird. to I'm going to pick up Star Wars.
2: I mean, bring it
0: home and set it to install. Do you think that's a
2: go... a GameStop thing or a Nintendo thing? Nintendo. It is.
0: It's a Game Freak thing. Um, huh. It's it's a Nintendo doesn't do midnights anyway. So the only reason they're doing a midnight is because it's Game Freak. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it's. I mean, as far as I can remember, back when I worked at GameStop, that it was never there was never midnights for Nintendo stuff. No. Um. Unless it was Pokemon. Yeah. And even then, it was rarely ever Pokemon. I think we did one for Black and White, uh, and that was it. Like, I don't know. Uh,
2: I remember being able to go to Walmart at midnight to get Pokemon games.
0: Well, yeah, but, like, GameStop staying open until midnight yeah, yeah, is yeah. different. Then. Yeah,
1: than Walmart. Yeah. Because it's already open there around then.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be a fun midnight. I'm going to be at the mall in Ocala and the one, the GameStop next to the mall because they have to go to that store to give it away because the mall won't be open until midnight. And I'll have stickers. So if you are local to our area, I'll have stickers and I will be there. Nice. And my suplex hat, and you can talk to me if you want. I'm pretty friendly for the most part. I don't know. You sounding real dour right now. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I mean I am really talking I, to I promise yourself up. I'm real friendly. Yeah, really. I'm, uh, I'm nice. <laughs> I promise. Um I can just be cranky and have rough opinions about Terry Bradshaw. So um let's let's talk about um Okay, I don't really want to get too far into Death Stranding. There's an eight-minute launch trailer because, for some reason, Hideo Kojima decided that his launch trailer for his game was going to be eight minutes long. A one-third, one-third of here. a television episode. Um,
2: yeah, it's yes. The uh, yeah. I'm I really want to play this game <laughs> just because of how all over the board the opinions are on it. I, yeah, I don't really. I can't really get a grasp of what, of what to think about it from reviews because I, people love it or they're they hate all over it. the place.
0: There is a waypoint episode out there if you like listening to video game podcasts. I hope you do because you're listening to this. Um, it is two hours long of five journalists trying to suss out whether or not they like this game. And it seems it like the quintessential to to. good
2: bad game. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I've also rev- read reviews that people like absolutely love the game. It's I don't know. Uh, I, uh, I want to. I gotta experience it for myself. Yeah. yeah.
0: There's apparently a lot of celebrity cameos in it because yeah. Kojima just loves celebrities. Yep.
2: Apparently Conan O'Brien's in it. Yep. Yeah. That mm. was announced. And good. you
0: make grenades out of your own poop and pee. Panics.
2: Yep. And blood. Can't forget and, blood.
0: And you mm. know the rain converts into monster. Okay. Energy well, yeah.
2: Things. We don't. You said you didn't want to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> and here we
1: are. Uh,
0: yeah. It's just so weird. Like, gosh. Okay. I'm,
2: uh, uh, I don't want to talk too game. much about a game that we have not played. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> Persona 5 Scramble. Literally, we talked about it two weeks ago, and the trailer was up like 15 minutes after the podcast recording ended.
2: It looks so cool. And it like, I, looks so cool. I, this I, is a legitimate sequel. To Persona Five, which I was not expecting, but like it has, it directly connects into the storyline of Persona Five and continues after it. And this is if you if you came into this looking for another Musou game, it's I mean it is, but but it's changing things up. Like too. it is also like a legitimate uh, one player RPG. It seems to be like it's going to have the social links, and there were clips of you like exploring the city. Like, without enemies in it, just running around in the city. Um, and, of course, there's the the, the beautiful animated cutscenes. I'm super excited for this game. Like, somehow more than I already was.
1: Yeah, I, I wasn't... I'm not a big fan of uh, Musou-style games, but I... Like, this this last trailer for Scramble just sold me on it. It looks... it It is incorporating the style of Persona in so many different ways. Into this game itself. I mean, it's, and,
2: it's a Persona game. Yeah. But the combat is just like Dynasty Warriors. Style. Yeah.
1: And I, I like that they're adapting yeah. the styles and melding them together. That I, I think that's such a great move.
2: Hopefully it's uh, more successful than when they did it with Fire Emblem.
1: Yes. Oh, buddy, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Man. Uh, didn't want, didn't know if you were going to throw that out there or not. I was, I was kind of expecting it. <laughs> so yeah, it it's looks really a, cool, it, and makes me, makes me makes me want to play Persona Five. Yeah, yeah. Oh, twenty yeah, twenty.
2: Gotta Ready wait, for... gotta wait for both. But yep. it'll be, it'll they'll be great when they come out. Also, I uh, apparently Persona Five Royal is out, and spoilers of that were showing up on my YouTube, which yeah. was also annoying.
0: Yeah, you won't get to play that for, like, another year, won't you?
2: No. Nope. March? Question mark? March? Later. Maybe. Maybe.
0: All right. Um, was, was there any other news, Seth? My brain is fried.
2: Yes. Uh, so, uh, this this was, I think, uh, last week. Um, there It was during a Q&A with uh, Nintendo president. Uh, what's his name? Probably uh, Shantaro Furukawa. I uh, Q&A with him. Um, he said a couple of interesting things. First, that... Um, let me find a quote. Uh, there is a possibility to bring back titles that have previously been developed for handheld consoles. Um, however, with Ni- within Nintendo, rather than re-releasing past handheld games because of the Nintendo Switch Lite release, we are discussing more what sorts of new games we can create for the entire Nintendo Switch family. Um, they're also considering past titles, um, but there, of course, are no details. Um, so, they're open to more remakes, which I think is cool. Uh, especially, like, I, I know, David, you seem to be, um, ambivalent on Link's Awakening. Um, but I, it's, it's certainly a cool ideal as for just the way that they went about remaking it, and it's something that I would, um, certainly... Uh, like to see more of because they have I mean we've talked about it ad nauseum on here the amount of great games and franchises they have in the in their in their backlog that deserve to see the light of day again um, yeah but also I mean I'm...
0: okay uh, keep going also
2: the more important thing is that um, the Furhaw also said the company would um, where is that Where's that quote? Uh, I can't find it, but he said something about um, they are would look to make more 3ds franchises available on the Switch to convey the appeal of the Switch Lite, um, which is so great. Like my, I immediately go to put Ki- put Kid Uprising on it because I think that would be absolutely Ooh. amazing. Would be nice, or like a sequel. I don't know. There's so many. There's so many 3ds games that um, deserve to be developed on a platform which can actually give them the, um. Which can. Which have the power to, uh, show off their designs in like full HD, um, yeah. Give them give em all to me. But Every especially, one of especially them. Kid Icarus.
0: Yes. Yeah, give me Kid Icarus. I, man, uh, it's too long for me to convey my feelings for. They just, if they are going to re-release these games and go through all the trouble to remaster the graphics and stuff, add some quality of life stuff, I'll just leave it at that. There needs to be quality of life improvements. Oh, for sure.
2: You know the real game, 3DS games that I want? Bring back uh, Street Pass. Yes, (laughs)
0: dude. (laughs) Bring bring back rhythm heaven.
2: Well, sure, but give me Street Pass.
1: Street Pass is fun.
2: I demand it. Street Pass is like maybe my favorite thing about the 3ds. Dude, that was one
1: of my favorite things about going to conventions. To be honest, oh my god, was all the Street Pass stuff. Yes, that was that that I would be bombarded with. So good, and you could only get ten at a time. So you know you keep always be checking.
2: Yeah. All right. Always be checking. (laughs) That freaking fishing game, I loved it so much. The games were so good. Yeah. Like, way better than they deserve to be for a a, a throw in.
0: Absolutely. Seth was real good at the planting one.
2: Yes. Oh, Flower Town? Man. (laughs) I freaking own some Flower Town.
0: I'm all about it. Seth got me really into Flower Town. Nice.
2: That was my straight-up jam. That may be my favorite <laughs> 3DS game. <laughs> Flower Town? Wow. All
0: right. That's, we'll, we'll put that on you, you make sure what, when we do our lists at the end of the year. I want you to remember that statement. Nice. For, since the 3DS died this year, we need to do a list at the end of the year for, you know,
2: favorite I'm, 3DS I'm, games. I'm running through this list of these games. <laughs> Shoot, I don't see anything that that got me like Flower Town did.
0: All right, we need to wrap it up. I've got to edit this thing for sure. I want to get this to the people. This is a, this has been a good ep.
1: Spread the word to the Spread masses. Spread the word.
0: Everyone, tell your friends. Seth got like five new people to join the Discord tonight. It's yes. easy to get an invite link to that thing. Get everyone in there so we can all talk about video games. And be friends. It's a good time. Uh, And with that, we'll see you next week. Bye. Peace. See ya.